Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing good, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm excellent today, and I'm kind of excited about our topic, not going to lie. Something I've wanted to talk about for a little while, because 90% of women are affected by it. Yeah, I am definitely interested in talking about it as well, because there's so much more no, I'm not going to say knowledge because the knowledge has always been there, but there's so much more awareness around the topic that just wasn't there when we were growing up that I think it really would have benefited us if that information was available to us when we were like 16. Yes, a lot of false information out there as well. But before we get into it, what are you drinking tonight? Okay, so I apparently deviated from tradition, but that's because I've had like 30 cups of tea today. So I'm just having a solid uh, water. What? But it is a flavored water. Okay. So it's yummy. What flavor? Raspberry. Oh, that's fancy. Is it sparkling? Yes. <laughs> no, I hate sparkling water. Oh, yeah. I know. As soon as I said that, I was just like, oh, yeah, you think it tastes like TV static. Yes, I do. I do think it tastes like TV static. But earlier today, so that I don't um, betray the tea listeners, I did have an entire pot of English breakfast tea while I was working. And I also had some hot chocolate today. So I feel like I met my quota for the day, you know? Okay. Yeah, that's acceptable. We'll let that one slide. Yeah. Thank you. I promise that next time I'll have my tea ready for you guys again. Okay. We can what just like are pretend you... you're drinking like an iced tea, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I think with like the raspberry flavor. It's almost like an iced tea, you know? Yeah, so close enough. Close enough, close enough. What are you drinking today? Because I am sure you actually stayed in alignment with the tea drinking today. I did. It's like 30 degrees right now, but I still brought out the tea. Um, Great. Oilist. So I actually was digging around my pantry because I was feeling peppermint tonight, but I know like I have peppermint a lot on the pod. So I was like, no, no, I can find something else. I can do better. So tonight I am drinking a white tea and I know I've had it on the podcast a long time ago and it's a Lala Lavender. And you know, it's just, it's, oh, it's such a beautiful tea and it's just soothing and nice and light. So I'm really glad I, I found it again. It was kind of shoved all the way at the back of the tea pantry and I don't think I've had a cup of this for like a couple months now. Amazing. It mm-hmm. sounds delicious. I didn't actually know that it was a white tea. So that's a really interesting note. Just thinking about a couple weeks ago when we were discussing brewing times. And I remember that with the white tea, you're supposed to brew it for just a little bit less amount of time. Yes, that is true. Not too hot with the water. So you don't burn those tea leaves. And I did let my water sit a little bit before pouring it into the teapot. Also about white tea, you know, it technically has caffeine in it because it is part of the, you know, regular tea plant family, but it's so minuscule because the leaves were so young when they were picked that's not fully developed. So it is one that I'm not afraid to drink before bed. There you go, guys. Laura is following the rules that we set out a couple weeks ago. So we're winning. Yes. We are following the tea rules. (laughs) Yes. And yes. I think on that note, we are ready to talk about our episode today. So Rachel, why don't you take it away with what we are going to be chatting about? So today we are going to be talking about cellulite. Dun, dun, dun. So 
Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know about you, but I have probably had some form of cellulite on my lower body since I was about 16. Is it the same experience for you? Yep, I can relate to that. You know, cellulite can develop on multiple places on your body. For me, you know, it's definitely the butt and the thighs, uh, kind of yep. like front and back. But on other people, uh, you know, it can develop on your stomach, on your arms, you know, sadly, no place is off limit for this reality of life. Isn't being a woman so fun? Oh, it's just great. It's a new surprise every day. I'm I'm never bored in this body. Honestly. And it's great too because the appearance of your cellulite can vary from day to day and hour to hour because sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, who is this model? And then later in the day, I'm like, again, who is this model? But also, why do my legs look like they gained three sizes? Yep. Can't yep. relate. Can't yep. relate. You got to love water retention. Oh, geez. You know, <laughs> I need a manual for this body. Same. It really chooses something new every week. But back to the cellulite, which again, affects about 90% of women at some point in their life. Pretty much majority of the women that I know have basically had it since puberty. Yes. And, and you know, lucky what? 10% that do not have cellulite, technically their skin is just a little bit thicker than yes. the average woman. So it's not that they don't have fat cells because duh, everyone has fat cells. That is a human body. Their skin is just a little bit thicker. So the science behind it that we're going to get into, uh, it just doesn't mm-hmm. show as much. Yes. So going into the science, basically cellulite refers to the formation of lumps or dimples in your skin that are most prevalent in your lower body. So like we said, that's usually in your thighs or your hips or your butt because majority of women, that's where they hold their fat cells. Like that's where their weight is most distributed. Those are our energy stores. Those are energy stores. And, you know, also that's just evolution. At some stage in uh, a woman's life, she might have a baby. So there is more fat stored down there to like protect your uterus and stuff. And little is actually known about what causes cellulite. It's kind of a, it's not an enigma, but let's say it's an enigma. So basically it involves your connective tissues that tether your skin to your underlying muscles and there's a layer of fat between your skin and that muscle so essentially as your fat cells begin to accumulate they can kind of push up against your skin and protrudes out depending on how thin your skin is is that kind of your understanding as well Yep, that's definitely what I have. And fat cells, are they really are a fascinating thing because they are almost defined when you are going through puberty and becoming an adult. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we're all born with a level of fat cells. And through your childhood, you know, depending on how active you are and your lifestyle and obviously your genetics, you do kind of have almost a predetermined number of fat cells and like their average size and what a lot of people think is that you know you can lose fat cells but really you cannot lose fat cells you are always going to have the same number what Mm -hmm. happens instead is that they either grow or they shrink so that's just like one thing to keep in mind about fat you know if you're trying to 
gain or lose you're not really like getting rid of any cells they are literally just changing their size and Mm -hmm. yeah with cellulite it's just one of those things that it's always going to be there because that layer of fat is under your skin and the reason why it shows up in 90% of women and we don't really hear about men's cellulite as much is men like those lucky 10% women they just have thicker skin than us so Mm -hmm. you know they still do have those fat cells and it's all there it's just not coming through the connective tissue like it would on the average woman Yes, that's actually super interesting. I didn't know that about the number of fat cells. Yeah, no, I I heard that a long time ago. And I don't know if it was on like, um, probably like some sort of like documentary, I don't know, or a podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I thought that was so interesting, because it's all based on your puberty. And, um, you know, obviously your genetics as well, because some people are just more predisposition to have larger fat cells and more fat cells in their body through their genetics than other people. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, there's lifestyle, there's just so much wrapped up to it. And it's just a really interesting topic. That's really cool. I did not know that at all. And another interesting thing on that note that I read about was that another difference between women and men is that the connective tissues in that area between your skin and uh, the muscle and the fat cells around there are actually arranged in a different way in women than they are in men. So it creates a more of a chance in women for those fat cells to protrude a bit to show on the skin. Interesting. And you know, like just thinking of evolution, I wonder if there's a reason for that. Yeah. Like down to like just a very basic level because, you know, in the wild when uh, men were selecting their mates and women were selecting their mates, you know, they would go for the women who were a little bit heavier because it just showed that they were more healthy and more capable of carrying a child. Yeah. No, so probably- I wonder if we're just like, you know, if our bodies are just designed to show fat to show that we're healthy. Yeah. That would be an interesting case study. That would be an interesting case study. <laughs> Watch, Laura. I'm going to write a paper <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> I was going to be like, somebody call a scientist. We don't know any, but somebody call one. (laughs) Yes, I would love to know. I will definitely read that. Yes. So on this note, I also wrote down some reasons why it can develop. But again, bear in mind, it's just kind of a fact of life and no one really knows why it happens. But your hormones and your age have a huge thing to do with the appearance of your cellulite or how prevalent it is. And like I said, many women will experience it after puberty because think like your body went from like a child's body to suddenly like you got hips, you got a butt, all of this stuff. So when I first started noticing cellulite, it also was paired with the wonderful thing that is stretch marks. Gotta love puberty. And the appearance of cellulite can also increase as you age because the skin is losing elasticity. So, you know, as you start to approach, like get closer to menopause, you might notice more cellulite. As Laura was saying about the number of fat cells, your genetics have a huge influence on how much cellulite shows on your body because it depends on your body type, your skin texture, your skin structure. And again, the amount of cellulite you have can depend on your weight and your muscle tone, but I don't really want to focus much on that because even incredibly fit women have it it's just the layer of your skin 
is it going to show or not? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think on that note, talking about influencers and fitness models and celebrities, you know, we are only seeing the best of the best of what they put out in the world. So that's just a whole rabbit hole right there of how we become so insecure in our own bodies because all these very public people, they never seem to have cellulite. And the funny thing is, we think there's something wrong with us mm-hmm. when there's literally 90% of the population that has cellulite, that yeah. visible cellulite. Yeah. And with those photos, especially on Instagram, like a lot of them are retouched or the lighting is fabulous or they just know their angles. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love when I come across a photo on Instagram and it's the side by side and it's, you know, published by that, um, that model or influencer of Mm -hmm. them posing and lighted and, you know, airbrushed and then what they actually look like when they're just like sitting down, you know, they have a role, they have some leg cellulite and, and butt cellulite. Yeah. And even like, I personally do not like the paparazzi and sometimes I feel like they like to put celebrities and influencers in the most unflattering light possible when they take their photos but again as I think you'll talk about later about an Instagram account that will show the difference between posed and paparazzi pictures is like they are still gorgeous but their body does look different than it does in their curated post photos on Instagram yep it's amazing you know they look like you and me Yes, it's almost like we're Shocking. all people. It's almost like right? we're all people. Oh my god, we're human. Oh dear God, somebody alert the police. I don't know. Jeez, oh, I don't know. But Laura and I agreed beforehand that we don't want to talk about any treatments for this condition because it's totally normal and exists in majority of women. And to be totally honest, with the research that we did, there aren't really treatments for it, and there no. are years like maybe there's a cream that could reduce the appearance but like I've tried that before and it was kind of just gimmicky so we more wanted to focus on body positivity and embracing that as a normal fact for who you are and just incorporating it into that version of you that you love so yeah Exactly. Like most of those treatments out there, like creams or different procedures or detox pill, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's all just gimmicky bullshit that is trying to get your money. You know, none of it actually works. So just keep that in mind. You know, it's better to get a good frame of mindset, you know, definitely live your healthiest self. But at the end of the day, cellulite is just just a fact of life. Yeah. So don't and don't spend thousands of dollars trying to get rid of something that you would just continually fight. Yeah. And like personal example of this that I remember back to when I was a teenager, it wasn't directly for cellulite, but I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it was like a stretch mark cream. Oh, yeah. That was basically promising to reduce the look of stretch marks. It did not do anything because a stretch mark is literally just stretched skin what is a cream going to do for it? Yeah, it's not going to Explain do this to me. <laughs> Explain yeah. it to me. Yeah, but yet, yet they, they make you believe from the packaging, from the marketing, that it's the wonder product that's going to fix all of your problems. Exactly. So it's just your body. A cream will not solve anything. Not that anything on your body is a problem. So 
as we were mentioning before, in recent years, I would say probably it feels like it's been five to 10 years where the body positivity movement has been gaining a lot of momentum, especially among celebrities and other people with like really strong platforms. And there's been a big shift into embracing your cellulite as a normal fact of life, which is really, really cool. So in this next section, we were just going to discuss some brands that we have always really appreciated for what they do for this movement. And we are also going to discuss some influencers and celebrities who are very transparent when it comes to their insecurities, when it comes to their body. So do you want to start us off, Laura? Yeah. And I think I want to start off with like one of my favorite brands, and that is Airy by American Eagle and their Airy Real campaign. So this campaign has been all about getting rid of the Photoshop and really bringing in a body diversity and you know different cultures and just beautiful women from all over the world and putting them in their clothes and just showcasing them as people who are relatable you know they have little flaws but their flaws are beautiful and you know for me as a consumer I look at those women and when I see the ones that are so airbrushed and pencil thin and I'm just like okay that outfit looks really great on you but you know, I have a butt, I have thighs. Are those shorts actually going to fit me or are they going to go up my crotch? Mm -hmm. Um, But when you see them on, you know, a bunch of different body types all within the same clothing item, I'm like, oh, wow, like, okay, I'm, I'm really close to her body type. And so, yeah, like, I think that would really look good on me. And it makes me feel good as a shopper because when I get those clothes, whether, you know, obviously if I'm buying them online, then... I kind of have that idea that it is going to work for my body. It's not one of those things where, okay, I've bought it from this like super skinny uh, supermodel. And then when I get it, I'm like, oh my God, I look like a whale and it doesn't fit. Yeah, I know that feeling. And I absolutely adore Aerie as well. What I do love about them is that I do believe like with their Aerie Real campaign, like it is a policy that they don't retouch their photos anymore. Yeah, like they don't, they don't retouch them. And obviously- Let's bear in mind, you know, they have beautiful girls and um, great lighting and, you know, posing and all of that. So, yes, their photos are still gorgeous. So keep that in mind as well. But it is nice to know that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to airbrush out the fat roll or the cellulite or the acne or any scars or the stretch marks even. Exactly. And I think that that just helps with acknowledging like, oh, you know, because at least I think in our generation like the supermodel was kind of like that standard of beauty and like I remember in the 90s it was called heroin chic because it was like that super skinny like you are a a double zero and the, the thinner the better you know it wasn't about being healthy it was literally just being like, okay, how how skinny can you be? So that was really yes. like the culture that we grew up. And so, you know, I know a lot of young girls, they are still bombarded by everything going on in social media. And I think it is a tough world out there. Mm-hmm. But I am so glad to see that the conversation is now revolving more about that body positivity and diversity. Yeah. And I think in the late 2000s, early 2010s, like the Victoria's Secret model was a goddess, which they still are. But it yeah, was definitely... Big boobs, little waist, 
Nice bum. Yes. Long legs. But, you know, like that is, I don't want to say a genetic lottery, but like, you know, their genetics came together and that's just how gorgeous they are. But it was kind of with Airy, especially because majority of their focus originally was being a underwear brand by introducing models that weren't photoshopping and that, you know, they did have the cellulite and they did have the rolls. It was like, oh, as a young woman, I was like, I can wear this stuff and still be sexy too. Yes, absolutely. So love Aerie. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are great. Another brand that I really love, and you can attest to this because my entire closet last year was from this store, is Old Navy. Yes, it was. Oh my gosh. Every week, this girl, I swear she had a new Old Navy purchase. I love Old Navy. It's like winners. It, it warms my soul. But again, with them, the sizing is super inclusive. And when you look on the advertisements on the website and even on TV, I don't really watch that much TV anymore, so can't confirm recent advertisements, but their models are super diverse and you know all different shapes, sizes, and What I loved about them was that, you know, as I'm growing and coming into my full adult woman self, I don't necessarily fit into a lot of the brands that I used to when I was like 20. So it's nice to have somewhere to go that, you know, when you pick up a small, you know, I could still fit into that small, where sometimes it feels like when I went to other stores that I used to shop at, the small is like, why doesn't this fit over my leg? Yeah. And that's, well, that's a whole other topic for another day where even clothing sizes between different stores, you know, a four might not be a four at uh, Mm -hmm. a different store. And yeah, like that, that's a whole other thing that's so difficult. So that's, what's so great when you get into a place where, you know, they have those inclusive sizes and you just feel good in their clothes. Like that is the main thing that clothes should do for you. You should feel good in them. Mm -hmm. You should be comfortable and just feeling yourself. Yes. And on the uh, topic of feeling yourself, one of my favorite brands, I have not actually purchased anything from them yet because it's a bit expensive, but it is the Savage X Fenty brand, which is Rihanna's lingerie brand. And I don't know if you've checked that out at all. Yes. We might have to do a group order. I've been like following that since she launched it. It's so nice. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. And Rihanna, she is just a powerhouse of a woman. And I feel like she is also a leader in herself in body positivity. You know, she rose to fame at um, a fairly like young age in like her late teens, early 20s. And I think she's talked about it in some interviews where, you know, she was told she had to be, you know, super thin and, and always be thin. But now, like, she's just kind of this, like, vivacious woman who mm-hmm. isn't afraid to just lay out. She's like, no, I'm a gorgeous woman and I've got curves and, you know, yeah, stay I out of my to, way. I love her. I love I her. She's to be amazing. Like that. <laughs> but what I love about the yes. site as well is, like, the models that she uses, they cover, like, every body type. And, like, I have never found a lingerie brand at that price point that is so inclusive of sizing. Even with, like, the bra sizes, it goes from, like, the smallest A. Like, I don't even know which letter it runs to. And I just find that so amazing. And I also love how in the Mm -hmm. pictures that she uses, like, 
it's not like they just choose the one model and then they're like, oh, but you can size up to here. Like they're like, no, let's show it on every body type possible that would buy these sizes. And I think that that's really amazing. Oh, it totally is. And, you know, I used to work at a very popular underwear shop when I was in university and, you know, I was a bra fitter. So that was a really fun job and stuff. But it really did open my eyes up to just how uninclusive that brand really was because the largest size you could get, I think, was a 38 Mm -hmm. triple D. And I think, I don't have a stat here, but, you know, the average woman, that's almost too small. So it's so great to see, um, you know, a woman like Rihanna really just, you know, blow those size charts out and have everything for everyone because that was a huge problem and I always felt kind of awful for women who you know might have had a larger chest size and they really wanted to buy like a beautiful lingerie set or just a nice bra and I couldn't help them because that brand didn't have Mm -hmm. anything for them so I just I just love Rihanna for what she's doing because every woman should be able to go out and buy that super sexy lingerie set, you know, not for anyone else, but just for them. So Rihanna. Claps for you. Snaps for Rihanna. But on that note, before we jump off, I remember going with you one day because I was like, can you size my bra for me? (laughs) And I know I literally had all my friends like on a roller deck. So if like boyfriends needed a gift I'm like okay here's her sizes this is what she likes it was very helpful very helpful but I always found that the beautiful lingerie sets were up to like 32c 32d but as like the sizes got bigger it was just like nude white black like those gorgeous sets were maybe like there was one or two that you could get in the larger sizes but it really stopped with those petite 32C, 32D, where with Savage, no matter what size you're getting, you can get that lingerie set that you want. And that's how it should be. That is how it should be. We love her for it. So jumping into influencers who we think are really great about embracing their insecurities and really showing who they really are on social media. Do you want to start it off or shall I? Because I've only got the one. Okay, yeah, I just have... uh... One I want to shout out right now, and I'm going to apologize for pronouncing her name probably wrong, but it's Iskra. Okay. And she is a, I believe she's British, and she was actually one of the original models on the Airy Reel rollout of that no Photoshop campaign. She is a plus size model. She's drop dead gorgeous, and she really, I feel like, broke that barrier down. Mm -hmm of who women can look up to for just your average clothing brand and the woman is just a rock star she just had a baby last year she looks amazing Mm -hmm. and her family is just super cute if you follow her on instagram i just really love seeing her stuff because she'll just get on there in a bra you know i remember one uh, reel that she posted she just finished breastfeeding she's like sorry guys i am like just tits out right now because it's been a hard day but this is mom life and she's just there's just no barrier that she puts up there's no screen and I don't know she's just like that raw beauty that I hope more women will follow because she just defines what it is to be a woman I love that yes so if you're not following her 
go follow her. She's great. Should we put her at in the show notes? Oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. So check out the show notes. Uh, mine is somebody that I've been following probably like for a long time. I think since like 2015, 2016. And that is Chrissy Chella. So I haven't been following her as closely as I used to just because um, she's moved more into the business side of promoting her app, which I mean is amazing and good for her. It was just a bit different from the content I originally started following her for. But, you know, I still see her posts every day and she's been really great where it feels like it's almost weekly or every two weeks where she posts something addressing an insecurity that she has, including cellulite and acne and other body concerns, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is so different from what we grew up with, where it was like, you would just not hear about that from other women. Yeah, it's either I'm like, I'm going to show you my most perfect moments or -hmm. nothing at all. There was no raw moment. Exactly. And like, that's what I find really stands to her character as well is that she is a fitness model. So she is in that industry of, you know, on Instagram, like you want to put your best self forward. So, you know, there's like lots of posing and like, you know, she's like, okay, this is my angle that makes my abs look fabulous and stuff, which I like, those are great photos because like you work so hard, show yourself off. But it's also very nice, just like a couple posts down where she's like, okay, but reality check, this is what my skin looks like today, because I have bad acne or you know, if I don't pose myself in this way, this is how my legs actually look. Mm-hmm. And another thing, which would be a topic for another day, is that she also will go onto her stories a lot of the time and address if she's having a bad mental health day, which I think is really great, especially as she's becoming a CEO of her own company. And I think there's two of them now. She is so real with her following and being like, okay, yes, I'm doing this and I'm this power woman, but I am still a woman. Like I am still just a 26-year-old woman who has insecurities, who has bad days, and it's totally fine. Yeah, like not every day is someone going to wake up and be like, wow, what a fantastic day. I love my body. I love myself. That's just That just doesn't happen. No. So while I don't follow her as closely as I did, I still think she's a valuable influence in my social media sphere because I do think that she provides like nice reality checks, you know? Yes. Celebrities have really run with this movement as well. I remember one time Hillary Duff posted a photo of her. I think she was holding like her son on the beach and it wasn't edited. Like you could see the cellulite all up her legs and stuff. And she just wrote a really great post basically being like, you know, this is my body. I have a beautiful child from it. I'm going to be turning 30 and it's gotten me everywhere I need to go. I love it. And I thought that that was a really awesome post. And I can't remember how many years ago that was, but it definitely stands out. Yeah, no. And I think those are important things for not even just, um, you know, young women to see, but any, any woman, any person, just those little messages that show up in our world that just keep everything in perspective and real. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like one of the last things I follow I really don't like paparazzi because me personally, if someone just got a very unflattering photo of me, you know, I wouldn't be too pleased. But there is an Instagram account called Beauty False. And what it does is it will take either photos that people have posted, you know, the side by side comparisons, 
or sometimes what it does it has like the airbrushed photoshopped photo and then it will have like the paparazzi photo right next to it and Mm -hmm. it's just comparing you know oh like okay in this one photo it's flawless it's beautiful there's not a single like acne scar or stretch mark cellulite anywhere she's just perfect and then the next photo it'll be like you know her sitting relaxed not posing there's a little bit of a fat roll hanging over her pants uh, just stuff like Mm -hmm. that so that's also one of those accounts they could do better on promoting body positivity but you know if you're scrolling through instagram you know beautiful picture after beautiful picture when you come across that one you're like oh hey i just saw that airbrushed photo on that person's instagram and oh guess what they don't actually look like that they look more like mm-hmm. me that kind of makes me feel better about myself like i don't know maybe that's a terrible way to put it do you understand what i'm saying though yeah yeah i think when you're looking at that don't look at it as a way to like judge the influencer and be like oh caught her like she's not as stunning without makeup because they definitely are oh and they're all like still gorgeous like even in these paparazzi photos they're stunning It's just like, oh, wow, okay, they're not that airbrushed perfection in real life. They've got studio lighting. They have presets. They have Photoshop. There's a lot going on behind those photos. And that's where we just need to keep being reminded of what is real. So one thing that I kind of do is when I'm out and about, you know, especially out in summer, people in their like super cute little summer outfits, when they have cellulite, I just kind of go like, oh, hey, like I do too. They have cellulite. I have cellulite. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel bad. Not that I feel bad about myself, but I just feel like I can relate to other people more because yeah. it's one of those mental things where we get into our heads about it being just me, but mm-hmm. really it's not. Yep. It just makes me feel good that like, oh, okay, like they have a little bit of cellulite or a little extra fat here and there. And then when I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I do too. And, you know, we're just humans. So all is well. Yeah. And that's a really great mentality to have because I was going to say, and this is kind of like a weird little take, but I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but especially like when I catch a glimpse of myself in a window or whatever, and I see like my thigh jiggle a bit, my internal reaction is like, oh, ew. Mm -hmm. Because I have been conditioned to react to myself that way because it doesn't match some societal made up standard of what beauty is that what you're saying of like kind of rewiring your brain that when you see that in yourself or you see it in somebody else, you're like, oh, it's just a normal, beautiful thing. Yes. It's rewriting the story that society has kind of pushed onto you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things like just take that step further. We're not saying look at all of your imperfections and your your cellulite go like, oh my God, I love my cellulite. Like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's also not realistic. I think it's more just like you just said, you know, rewiring your mindset to just go, oh, hey, look at that. That's me. That's a human body. Yep. And just not have that negative association with it all the time. Yeah. Work on shifting your mindset to looking at it as part of yourself, not something that makes you less valid. Mm-hmm. Now, are there any like clothing items that you have, you know, mentally struggled to put on? because of maybe cellulite or like a little extra fat yeah so I cannot wear jean shorts preach I despise jean shorts um no matter how big I get them they just 
ride up in bad places and they grab weird and my thighs look huge. It's not a great time. And you sit uh, down, it digs into your stomach and it's just like, what the hell? Like, like I haven't eaten anything are- all day. Why, <laughs> why is it digging in so much? Jean shorts are an awful creation and I yeah, will who, die who on Who invented hill. those crappy things? I don't know. I will die on this hill that they are the worst thing ever. Yes. Um, so shorts have been difficult for me, but I actually found this really great pair at Aritzia. Do you know like those like safari shorts? Mm-hmm. They're like high-waisted and like they're still short, but they're kind of baggy. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I got a pair of those. I will never stop wearing them. They are amazing. That's amazing. And um, I also got some shorts that are like they're still short, but they have a waist that it's just stretchy. Mm-hmm. So I really like those because then with that being the stretchy waist, it usually means that the shorts themselves, like they're not right tight on my skin. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, why are some shorts so tight on the thigh? Like, why are they designed that way? What happened to the shorts that, you know, were a little bit longer? I'm not talking, you know, the men's board shorts, but just ones that, you know, went past your, your lady bits and didn't cling with every inch of their life to your leg. What happened to those? Because even mom shorts, like I bought some mom shorts from Forever 21. And like, don't get me wrong, they are longer than your your average jean short. And they are super high-waisted. I don't recommend sitting in them with them because like they'll just wrap themselves around your rib cage. Um, yeah. But still, even those shorts, you know, on those little models, they look like they should have little, you know, circus tent endings to them but on me they are still pretty goddamn tight don't get it and if you get a size bigger then it will not fit your waist no and then they fall down and I'm like well this doesn't work either (laughs) like no I need I need some a-frame shorts are those a thing you know like a-frame skirts and a-frame dresses I need a-frame shorts if someone knows of those I could use them okay well I guess I got a spring I got a spring for the Aritzia shorts now you do they're expensive but they're worth it but also, have, do you have trouble with skirts? I have trouble with skirts. Skirts have, are my nightmare. Tell me about the type of skirt first. Okay, so I have some really great skirts. One, I love like maxi skirts, like those Donna Sheridan-esque running through Greece. Well, those skirts. are just amazing. Love them. Anyway, yeah, those are just amazing. And I have some mid-thigh skirts that are very A-frame that work for me. Mm-hmm. But mini skirts, uh, I just... One, I'm too old for those. Yes. We're not doing that anymore. Those were difficult for me because I did have a butt, but I also, I don't know if it was just how we would position ourselves when we were riding, but I don't know if this happens to you where like your quad muscle in the front, it comes out a bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was there. So that always made me feel a bit weird and um, flowy skirts. You can't crouch. You can't do anything. Nope. You sit there and you pray. That's all you do in those types of skirts. Yeah. So again, shorts and skirts, when we tie it back to cellulite, have been difficult for me because, I don't know, I just feel like it does show up on um, like the backs of my legs more. And I definitely felt insecure about that when I was growing up. But now I've been working really hard to be like, it's freaking hot outside. I deserve to be comfortable and wear some shorts, so I'm going to wear them regardless because, to be honest, the only one who's really noticing your cellulite is you. Yep. And it's just something you got to embrace with yourself. 
Exactly. Yeah, I kind of struggle with more um, the front of the leg, you know, like just above your knee on your yep. quad, mm-hmm. where like just if you're just standing normal, how you would like sometimes have a little bit of cellulite right there. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes what I struggle with, especially with skirts or shorts that fall mid thigh. And it's just kind of like mm-hmm. you don't see your upper thigh at all. You just see like right above your knee those ones Mm -hmm. I struggle with sometimes and it's just like the where they fall on placement that I'm just like oh my legs just I feel like they don't look that great yeah just thinking of other things I've struggled to wear sometimes I struggle with crop tops and like I love my body like you know I don't think there's anything wrong but I'm sometimes like just self-conscious in general going out in crop tops and it's not really like a body positivity thing when I'm just like oh I feel like I'm showing like a lot of skin yeah do you get that way Yeah, I wear a lot of crop tops, but that's because I pair them with fairly high-waisted shorts, so it's okay with me, but... Like, I will always pair it with something high-waisted, but you know how some people who can just, like, wear a crop top with, like, low-rise pants, or you know what I mean, like, just just pants? Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm very exposed. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And also, like, my upper abs, gorgeous. My lower abs, it really depends on the time of the day. Oh, it depends on the week, the hour. <laughs> like, there is a lot that goes into the lower body, I swear. Is it, you know? is it the full moon, the new moon? I don't know. I don't know. Where am I in my cycle? Is it a good week? Is it not so good week? Uh, it doesn't matter how many, you know, crunches I've done that week. It all depends on where my cycle is. Um, yes. And then actually, there is one more. She's not really a body positivity influencer but there was something that she said in her stories and I was like oh my god someone finally said it so her name is Mm -hmm. Bethany Lee she actually has a podcast and it's called the equestrian podcast surprise surprise I listen to horse podcasts all day while I work and then she also has a brand that is on equestrian fashion it's called my equestrian style I love following her for any like maybe potential horse people in our audience but she was doing like a breach review so like riding pants and there's a huge trend right now in the equestrian world where there is a cross between riding pants and like active wear so a lot of companies have been making their breeches almost like leggings so you could like you know ride mm-hmm. your horse and go to the gym all at once in the same pair of pants and she was wearing these you know, beige breeches and beige is a big color in the horse world because that's what we compete in. And she was wearing one of those crossover leggings and was just like, oh my God, finally one of these beige light colored breeches that feel thick enough that you can't see my cellulite. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yes, girl. This is why I do not own light colored leggings like for working out in and luckily with the breeches I ride they're just normal breeches so they are a little bit thicker and I feel pretty confident but I have purposely stayed away from those more like active type breeches that are of lighter color because I feel like it would show everything so I was like oh my god yes (laughs) she pointed it out (laughs) and I feel like all the women watching were just like yes girl this is why we always wear black so I really appreciate that that's something like I definitely struggle with. I've had and tried on like light colored workout leggings in the past, but I feel like if it's thin and you can just 
see, you know, my not imperfections. I don't want to use that word, but you know, you can see parts of my body and I'm just like, I don't feel like my best self in this. So yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate her pointing that out because I really did feel like I was the only person who wouldn't buy light colored leggings. I am in the same boat. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad someone else is in this boat with me. Yes, I have like one pair of like colored leggings, but they are like reasonably thick. So it's all good. Yeah. Well, I feel like we covered a lot of topics. Yeah, I know. We kind of started off on the cellulite, but we really went all over the place, which I'm glad. Like, I'm glad we touched on a lot of different things because there's just so much that us women are bombarded with. And it's all just, you know, crap that society says how we should look and feel. And it's just not true. Yes. And... Also, it's not the tea podcast if we don't cover what feels like a thousand topics within one episode because everything ties in together and we just love talking about it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shall we let these lovely people go or do you have anything else to say? I think just before we go, you know, to any of our listeners, if you have any influencers that are really positive about being real with how their bodies look, you know, definitely share that in our Discord. And if you haven't yet, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes or whatever listening platform that you listen to us on. It really helps Mm -hmm. our podcast and we are really trying to grow our audience and I think in our next season, we're going to be getting some guests on and we would really like to find those special people. So Rachel, anything to say on that? I do not. Everyone enjoy your evening or your morning, lunchtime, whatever you're doing. And live like tea. And live like tea.